to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, Bright Lights, it's Angela. And oh my God, I think I might be glowing right now. I am still so buzzy from the amazing, amazing week that I spent in LA as part of my mastermind group. And if you don't know what a mastermind group is, it is a group of the highest level people you can find. And if they are further along in their path than you, even better. And you meet on a regular basis and essentially share where you are, share where you feel challenged, and help each other to stay in a problem-solving, can-do, heart-led mode. You don't whine, you don't complain, you don't sink into victim thinking, and if you start to, everyone else in the group is there to kind of talk you back to thinking at your highest level. In this case, this group is 40 women and we're led by two amazing coaches, Kathy Heller and Carlene O'Neill. We just had such an amazing time busting through limiting beliefs, challenging ourselves to do more than we thought was possible, unlocking possibilities in our businesses, looking always to say, how do I lead with my heart? How do I bring love to everything I do? And in doing that, how do I bring grace and ease to myself? One of the most amazing things about it is the power of presence. Even though we've been meeting every week as a group, Being together in the same room was fire. Getting to know each of these women personally, not just in the container of the actual mastermind. I've made so many just wonderful friends that I can't wait to get to know and so many great opportunities to collaborate on projects. So stay tuned because you are definitely going to meet some of them. That is magic. And that happens when you step out of your comfort zone. And that experience was so uplifting for me. I cannot wait for all of you who choose to sign up to come and join me in person on December 3rd. We still have some openings available, but don't wait. I am only doing this for a small group of 20 people. So if you hesitate, you may find that we don't have a seat for you. Go to my website, architectingpodcast.com. You can sign up right there on the front page. I'm also putting a link in the show notes, but make sure you get in. This is going to be such a powerful, powerful experience. Just like I had an amazing experience, I am bringing everything I know. And I've spent 25 years as an architect, and what I've focused on is how space makes people feel. And to do that, I have to do a lot of research into 
how do people feel certain ways? What are what causes it? And what are the antidotes to negative feelings? And I've learned so much about what goes on in our body, how stress and trauma really impact us, why people get into experiences, things like codependency, things like dealing with narcissists and other negative behavior patterns. I've been in leadership positions at multiple firms throughout the course of my career. I've had the opportunity to see toxic work environments and healthy work environments. I've had the opportunity to see when someone is in a supportive environment and when they don't feel that way and why that happens. And I really want to bring all of this together for you and help you to let go of anything that's holding you back from being your best, best, best self to just turn off that stress response because no matter how great the work you're doing is, if you are in a state of overwhelm, stress, and burnout, you are not bringing your best self to the table. You are limiting yourself in many ways, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, when you are in a state of stress. And we can't afford that. We need you here. The world needs your talents and your abilities. So I would love it to have you as part of this group of 20 people that joins me in Cincinnati on December 3rd. It's going to be such an amazing workshop, you guys. If you just wait to see some of the things that I have planned for you. Just to give you a real high-level overview, we're going to do some breath work. You can do this once you learn it, anytime, take it with you. We're going to do some great meditations and some exercises. I'm going to give a powerful talk, and then I'm going to give you the opportunity to work one-on-one with me by raising your hand and asking a question, sharing where you're stuck, where your challenges are, and we'll work through it together. And I guarantee you, even if you're not the one asking the question, everyone benefits by hearing your answer because there is so much that is so universal about our experience. More and more and more, I've come to realize that the reason we feel like we are just at the end of our rope is because the paradigm of work and life, the way we were raised to understand it, is no longer a fit for the modern world. We keep trying to have what we call work-life balance in a system that requires us to be available for work and life simultaneously 24 hours a day. And it's taking a huge, huge, huge toll. I was just on the Facebook group and just saw a heartbreaking post from a woman who I could tell just cannot do it anymore. She is running on fumes and she's trying so hard to cross all the T's and dot all the I's and check all the boxes. And it isn't serving her. She's not getting ahead. She's being taken for granted. And in the meantime, what is she bringing home to her family? What is she modeling for her children? 
right? We can't keep doing this, guys. We can't keep doing it. It's not always easy to take a stand. Um, you know, I just had someone tell me at work, you're not available enough because I had the audacity to say, I will not start my workday until 9 a.m. And yes, I'm not available for meetings between noon and one o'clock. Like how ridiculous is it that we have gotten to a point in the workplace where even lunchtime is not respected, is not considered sacred. And people literally think if there is white space on your calendar that they can schedule you for something. I also block off the first hour and a half of my day for quiet, focused work. I won't accept meetings during that time. That's my work style. That's how I am most productive, do my best work. For God's sake, I am an AIA fellow. I am an ACHA fellow. I just won an award for being the top healthcare architect in the country this year. I speak, I write, I publish, and someone dares to criticize my work style? Someone dares to think that somehow my work style isn't accomplishing something? Clearly the proof shows otherwise, right? But we all feel so tempted, so shamed into this codependency, this really, really broken state of our profession that tells us if someone needs us, we better drop everything and be available or somehow we're not working hard enough. And the truth is we're all working too hard. That's why we feel so exhausted and so burned out. And that was one of the things I was exploring at this retreat as amazing of a year as I've had. And it has been just a one for the record books. I thought 2020 was good, but wow, 2022 blew the tires off of that. Yet, rather than feeling this peaceful, contented joy, I feel exhausted because as my capacity to do more things has increased, the amount of things I have to do has also increased to the point where there is such a convergence. I was telling my son yesterday, once a year on a Saturday, AIA Cincinnati has a board retreat and it's from eight to five all day long. Wouldn't you know that his choir group happened to pick that exact same day to have a choir festival? And he needed to be somewhere an hour after my retreat started and picked up a half hour before my retreat ended. And luckily, between my daughter being able to drop him off in the morning and being able to get a ride with a friend home in the evening, it all worked out. But what are the odds, right? And I feel like this just keeps happening. His sports banquet to celebrate cross-country is Wednesday night. The same time he has voice lessons. And his voice lessons are only every other Wednesday. So what are the odds they would have picked Wednesday? And what are the odds they would have picked the Wednesday that he happens to have lessons? And that's just an example from my personal life. But in my work life, I can't tell you how many times I've had meetings while I'm commuting to meetings. When I've had to stack things and literally do two things at one time because there's just so much going on. 
I really want to take a stand for this because it isn't sustainable. We think we can do it one time. We get an adrenaline rush from saying, oh my God, I did it. I, I did something that should have been impossible. I managed to do it and I think I actually did a decent job at it. Holy cow. That adrenaline rush, that little reward we feel that we overextended ourselves, we get addicted to that. And we start to overextend ourselves more and more and more. And we start to really feel like we can't say no. And that was, again, one of the beautiful experiences I had with several women at this retreat. One who I was having this amazing conversation with about the stress response and how space can be an antidote to that. She was listening intently. We were having a great conversation and then she stopped and she said, wow, this is a lot to take in and I really have to process it. This has been a lovely conversation, but please excuse me. And my first thought was to feel a little bit hurt, like, oh my God, she must have been bored. And she's just looking for a way to run, run as fast as she can away from me. And then I realized, no, she literally felt filled up in that moment. She valued what she heard enough that she wanted to process it. And she knew that in order for her to process it, she had to end the conversation and go have some alone time in her hotel room. How beautiful is that? That you can be so clear about your boundaries, so in tune with your body, that you can realize when you need to take a break and when you need to let it all settle in instead of forcing yourself to be available. And I thought about how numbed out I can get, and I know so many of you can get, how we don't listen to our bodies. What a disservice we do, not only ourselves, but the people that we are engaging with, because I really do believe that Debbie had a much more powerful true integration of our conversation than most of us have when we force ourselves to be at the party long after it's time to go home. And it's things like that that I really think we need to start reevaluating if we want to fix a broken profession. I recently heard this great analogy, and I'm going to call it the four pots idea of life management. So if you imagine a typical cooktop and it has four burners, you should never have more than four things going. You can pick what they are, but there should never be more than four. One is too few. You will get obsessed with it or get bored with it. So you need multiple things and you need to, much as though you were cooking dinner, Pay attention to all four of the pots. You can't ignore any one of them. But if you imagine, similar to cooking, there are the more complicated dishes that take a lot of time and a lot of fussing over. There are things like the water for the pasta that you just kind of turn on and let it go. And when it boils, you throw the pasta in and give the pasta a stir every once in a while, but don't need a whole lot of your attention. They're the things that are slowly cooking, like a soup. If you imagine 
that of your four pots. You have the one that is really attention intensive and needs to be fussed over more. You have the ones that are on the back burner that don't need as much attention, but you've started them and they're making slow progress, but they're going. And then you have that kind of in the middle dish that takes a little bit more attention, but it doesn't take as much attention. So if you could pick right now in your life, just pick four things to focus on, four things to work on, and you could make sure that they fell into those categories. So if you found yourself with two pots of really intensive dishes, you got to choose between one of them. You can't really cook them both successfully. And if too many of your pots are on the back burner, the slow cook, you're not using your potential. You're not living up to what you're capable of. So you need to introduce a different mix. And if you don't have four pots, again, you're probably not stretching yourself enough. But I thought that was a great analogy to go between how much is too much versus how much is not enough to really evolve and grow and stretch yourself so that you keep on being in that state of growth and becoming. Because I don't care where you are in your career. I don't care how old you are. Every day is your starting line. And we need to evolve and grow every single day. As you all know, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite quotes is, if you know it will work, it's not creative. And that is so true. We think we are creative people. We think we work in a creative profession, but how much of what you do every single day is about applying a solution, a piece of a solution, a segment here and there, cut and paste from everything else you've ever done, right? You're doing what you know works, and that's not creative. We get to creativity when we're in that growth mindset, when we consider not what we know works, but the adjacent possible. When we start to say, what if a whole lot more? And when we build in that safe space to fail early and often so that it's not catastrophic, for us to learn, but that we're still doing something creative, something different, something that challenges that status quo for us. As an architect, we want to be creative. We want to make a difference in people's lives. So many of us will sum up what we do as saying, I'm a problem solver. But yet, what do you really spend your day doing? Do you spend your day investigating problems, experimenting, testing truly creative solutions? Or do you spend your day fussing around trying to get five restrooms to fit in the space? Or checking a door schedule? Or worrying about what's in your PowerPoint presentation for a client meeting? or dealing with a change order, 
or value engineering where you are having to cut some significant things out of a project but still save its soul. So much of our day is spent doing this stuff that doesn't advance anything. And I won't say it doesn't matter because of course we need code compliant buildings and our clients have to be able to afford them. They have to work and they have to be built properly. But if you find that this is how you're really spending your day to the point that you don't have any time on your schedule for creative work and you're exhausted and depleted by all of this procedural work, then you're not solving problems. You're just putting band-aids on the status quo. And you were called to do so much more than that. And while it is so, so easy to fall into that trap of all the procedural parts of the job, so, so easy to have your bandwidth depleted by the demands of a client because you don't have good boundaries, so, so easy for days to turn into weeks and months and years of your life. What will it really take for you to shine as a creative person again? For you to truly embrace that part of yourself that had big dreams, that knew, knew what was possible for you and was so excited to make a difference. Let's reconnect with that part of you, that younger self that believed, that knew, that knew what you were capable of doing. Let's let them out into the sunshine and let's give that version of ourselves the food and the water and the love and the attention that they can truly shine because that's the person you're meant to be. And that version of yourself is pure sunshine, pure love, pure belief. That part of yourself resonates with anyone and everyone who comes into contact with them. That part of yourself makes everybody excited about what you're doing and about the possibilities for what it can mean for them. That part of you changes lives for the better with your work. And it's time to stop pushing that part of you into the shadows and speak your truth because only you can do it. You with all of your experiences and the unique perspective you bring And only you can make that difference. So let's move past the busy. Let's stop sabotaging ourselves and poisoning ourselves with stress. Let's get past burnout and move into a state of regeneration and renewal because we have taken the time to nurture that part of ourselves. All right, everyone, I hope this was an inspiration to you. I hope that this helps you to reframe how your day goes 
the patterns in your life, the things you start to need to curate to keep on the stovetop and the things that need to go out that we're done with and to help to give you a little bit more faith that it's okay to say yes to what brings you joy and to really look at all the busy work and to really think about what you need to do and what you don't and to start being a little bit more discerning so that you make space for joy. Because when you are in that state, you do more, better, faster. Because you're not stuck in this uncreative response that just slogs through a process. You are bringing fresh thinking. Your excitement will be contagious and you will change worlds. All right, check out my new in-person program. Get yourself signed up for it, architectingpodcast.com. I love you all so much. I will see you next time. Thank you for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world. How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired.